Work Bus is directed by Brian Cranston. Did you know that? Who is the guy that was in that one episode of The X Files? <laughs> That's what he's known. <laughs> Everyone, that is what he's known for. The one episode of The X Files. Look it up. I know him from the top X-Files. build. Top build for that episode of The X Files. <laughs> Welcome to This Podcast Is Not For You. I am Jake. I am Wes. My name is Gene Lollipop. And we are here talking about The Office Season 9 and the show overall once we transition to our finale of The Office series on Season 2 of is. This Podcast Is Not For You. One last time. So, he thought he it's been a ride. Uh, thank you for sticking with us. If you're just now finding us, we have been doing every season of The Office as individual episodes of Season 2 of This Podcast Is Not For You. Each season of The Office gets its own one episode in our Season 2 run of episodes of This Podcast Is Not For You. Now, if you're still around... <laughs> Gotta milk it. Thanks for sticking around. We've all been... Big fans of The Office, so this has kind of been really fun to talk about all of the episodes. And Jake is still drinking, so, so I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, so the final and ninth season, nine, is an interesting number. Why didn't they end on ten, you know? Now they're both taking drinks, so I have to basically <laughs> run the episode. Ah, that was good. Okay. So anyway. So loud. <laughs> we are here talking about The Office one last time. Season nine. The last season of The Office, the um, announced last season of The Office, this was, they said, hey, this is the last one. So going into it, we were all kind of, whoa, how are they going to tie up everyone's character arcs? Kind of. That's what I was thinking, at least. And it premiered on September 20th, 2012. There are 25 episodes. And I just thought it'd be fun to ask if you guys remember where you were when the final season of The Office aired. Did you guys watch it live? I actually did not. I, after Steve Carell had left and the things I'd seen in season eight, I was really underwhelmed by. Mm-hmm. I kind of stopped paying attention, just like kind of quietly hoping they were going to end it and I could ignore that those two seasons existed. Um, but, so I, I didn't watch it live. I watched it later. Hmm. I actually don't think I watched the final season live either. Hmm. I had fallen off watching it, like we making sure I made it every mm-hmm. week, and I felt like I missed so much that I was like, I'll just I mm-hmm. want to go back through and watch it all at one time. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's why, so I, especially at that time, you couldn't watch each episode four days after, right? You right. know, it, it wasn't up. Immediately it wasn't on NBC.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like that. So if you missed it that week, it was like, well. I can't really watch it yeah, until. But I'd missed know. some in eight, missed some in seven. So I was like, well, I I, I caught them. At, I think I watched the finale when it aired, but mm-hmm. I can't watch, remember if I did or not. Hmm. I don't think I watched many of the other episodes. I went back and watched one summer, the summer after all of it had come out. I bought all of, or started on Wes's copies of the DVDs, and then I think we. Bought the final season. I bought the final season or something. I watched I all of the seasons in one summer. Hmm. I know that. And it was the summer after it 
at all. The whole out. thing. Hmm. Yeah, I, I watched them live. And then um, for the finale, me and Molly Crayling, one of my buddies from college, like we had a big old blowout at my house, and my mom was there, and because she had she had been watching it the whole time too, and so it was fun. It was sad, sure, but fun. Uh, we can talk more about the finale specifically when we get there, but season nine arc per use. Uh, the athlete, athlete, uh, Jim storyline. He very early on in season nine, he gets some gusto to start a company. Yeah. He, he wants to take ownership of, you know, his job or maybe his dream. I, you know, I'm not sure what, you know, the internal motivations are, but he, had an idea, told it to his buddy, and then they're going to start it together. Uh, the Jim and Pam turmoil. There's some rocks that they are on, uh, their relationship. Mainly because of the job. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Andy's boat trip and how he wants to pursue an acting career. So that definitely takes over Andy's uh, arc for a while. Dwight eventually gets put in charge as manager. That's a big one. Uh, and the documentary is airing, finally. So they bring that kind of into the show. And then Dwight and Angela, their romantic relationship is kind of... A big part of it. Yes. Kind of yeah. the whole season, mm -hmm. basically. But anything I left out? Mm, no. I mean, the only other detail... It kind of goes along with the documentary airing, and then it also sort of plays into Jim and Pam's turmoil is like the documentary filmmakers kind of becoming a part of the show. Characters. Yeah, specifically one. Right. But that I know was a controversial thing whenever it happened on yeah. the show. I, yeah. I remember hearing a ton of reactions whenever it happened from people that were still watching. Mm -hmm. But that was the only other thing that uh, it made me think of. Or Behind the veil type of thing. Yeah. Where, yeah. That was the only other plot point I thought of looking at that. Anything? And undercurrent, I think, might be like, it's it's not super uh, spelled out in any one episode or any run, but I feel like Jim and Dwight's relationship, mm -hmm. friendship, mm -hmm. I think is growing in this mm -hmm. season more than any other one. It definitely like, started in eight, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. But, yeah. I think yeah, that's I mean, especially kind of a, when you announced your last season, you have 25 episodes too. Yeah. Okay, how do we make sure, it? it's been fun back and forth, sure. but really what we need, you know. And so I you think kind it was kind to... of planted, I mean, it's been planted throughout, like little moments where they sure. connect. But for me, I feel like it starts when they're in Tallahassee and Definitely. Jim yeah. tries to save the Dwight's job. Yeah. Right. I think that's kind of the, the turning point in their relationship. But it definitely fully yeah. is developed in this. So, yeah, the ratings actually decreased from season eight. Uh, although most critics said that this was an improvement over season eight. So. It's surprising that they didn't get any boost from saying it's the last season. Yeah, that's you know? what I was thinking too. Um, the finale actually won an Emmy for Outstanding Single Camera Picture Editing for a Comedy Series. It's a very long Emmy title. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, so that was cool. I didn't... Do you think that's like a... Like an attaboy? Or, I mean, what... 
or was could have been the editing it could have been a so spectacular in the finale. No, you know? it could have been like a s- series long. Here, mm-hmm. your editing Editors has been yeah. Lord of the, Ra- Lord I of the Rings. I don't remember what they won previously. Um, I know Steve Carell won at one yeah. point. The um, show total won a lot of Emmys. Yeah, I know they won Best Comedy Series a couple times. Yep. So this might have been an ending like, I don't know if they ever won Best Editing before. Right. But also, but in something like that, you got to look at what it's up against. Also, that's, it's a common thread in Emmy awarding, though, is awarding an Emmy to a specific episode, which you have to do. Yeah. For an entire show or for, yep. you know. For Emmys, you have to For submit. an individual. You the show submits specific episodes yep. for specific so things. So season can't win single camera picture editing for a comedy. Correct. Yep. Has to be an episode. Yeah, hmm, yeah. Interesting. And same with best direction. And same with actors. You win for an episode. Yeah. So that's you can win be- outstanding any... comedy series. Yeah. That's you... really the only broad one. Yeah. Mm. Did not know that. Uh, overall thoughts. How did we think that they wrapped up the show? I think the last. Three episodes, four episodes are very, very good. Mm-hmm. I think ARM, AARM, sorry, part one and two, and then the finale. I think that's, I feel like those are all, it's all the finale, really. I mean, it's all tying up. It's yeah. going to take you multiple hours to tie up. Because mm. yeah. there's that also many... a time jump between that episode and the, the, actual finale. the finale. Yeah. Of how is it like a year? I thought it was like eight or nine months. Okay. But I could have been, I could be wrong. Um, I think those, but to answer the question, I think those are the strongest episodes of this, of the season. I think those last three or four mm-hmm. are the best. Yeah. So I think they did, <clears throat> I think they did as good as they could have for uh, everything that they had written up to that point. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think, I mean, I said this in the previous episode, episodes. I think the finale would have been way stronger if it had been tied together with an ending for Michael. Um, Cause he still can't move past it. I'm. Uh, it's just how I feel, man. Like I think I watched the finale and the last little run of episodes, and they're good, but and they have emotional impact. But I, when I watch them, I just think man, this would have been, like, I can, like, see in my head the impact it would have had with Michael also there, you know. Um, And we can talk about the finale specifically, I guess, but I have a problem with the way they brought back Michael for the finale. I think they should have brought him either back for more or not at all. I think what they have in there is good, but logically speaking, Michael Scott would have been at that panel. Like, it doesn't make any... He's the most attention kind of person, and the documentary that filmed him for seven years Mm -hmm. is airing, and they're doing a panel. Nobody asks about Michael at the panel, which makes no sense, and he would have been there. So I think you either write the character so he just completely like moved on and severed ties because also the panel's the same weekend as the wedding. Logically, it's just a logical thing that I'm sure they just couldn't get Steve Carell for all of it. 
but I think it immediately made me go, "Why Michael would have been back for all of it, and he would have been, he would have been more present in the finale." I think, um, like I said, what they did with him was good. Mm-hmm. He only has two lines, but it was nice to see him back. I just wish if you're going to go that route of the documentary has aired, mm-hmm. you immediately run into that problem of what about Michael? Because he was the central figure for seven years. You know, um, I think that's something that's missing in eight and nine in general is Michael is barely referenced at all. Mm-hmm. Like every so often, but I feel like the impact of Michael would have been more. I think they were just trying to, ignore it to not remind viewers right, of right, Michael. Right. But um that that's really my biggest problem with the finale. I really enjoy the finale itself because I think there's great payoff for Dwight, mm-hmm. great payoff for Jim and Pam yeah. and all of the supporting characters. Even Ryan and Kelly mm. get a resolution sort of. Um as much as they will ever get. Yeah. yeah. And so I think a lot of characters get great payoff. Mm-hmm. Um it's just the handling of Michael, which I feel like they kind of were handcuffed by, probably. Probably, yeah. Fumbled a little bit, but yeah. that's really my only complaint. Yeah, I, I mean, think it could have been a contract problem. It could have been yeah. a certain amount of airtime that he can only be on. To who knows? I mean, well, I know he was very reluctant to play the character again. Yeah. Um, so I doubt he wanted to come back for a full, a full episode. Yeah. Um, cause also the, the other problem would be if you bring Michael back for the full episode, it's more of a distraction. It's like, Oh, Michael's back yeah, and he's doing all of these antics, but I don't know that's, that's the problem that you run into when continuing a show past the main character is like, you want to pay off that main character in the finale of the show in some way, but you've, it's immediately more complicated um but that being said that was a long rant i think the last couple episodes like you said are really good and there's some very good stuff in this season um and i felt like they like you said did as good of a job as they probably could have given the circumstances also introducing new characters at the beginning of the season yeah it's like that's a pretty bold decision to make Mm -hmm. and it I thought they worked really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Which is rare, I think, for a show. And losing a character like Gabe, who was pretty funny and a big part of the show for two, three seasons. When did when did Saber buy? Two and a half seasons, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's just gone. Like, they say he's leaving in season eight. He's going back to Florida or whatever, and then he's out. Mm-hmm. Um which was kind of surprising this time watching through. I was like, oh, Zach Woods is gone. Like, you don't even really think about it, but he is missed, I think. It's a better season than eight for sure. I I thought the season as a whole was a good way to end the show, I suppose. Also, Greg Daniels came back. True. Yeah. Yeah. So I think... um, Part of it. Yeah, it felt like it had some of the... The charm, Mm -hmm. even though some of the time things weren't as, like, wonderful. Mm -hmm. Like, I I think think the Jim and Pam stuff, I could be looking at it through 
rose-colored glasses, like I want to like the show, but I think that was interesting. I know a lot of people don't. Um, a lot of people get upset when their favorite romantic couple on a show has problems. Right. Especially seems something strange. like Jim and Pam. Which like, that seems strange, though. I yeah. loved that they were like, hey, they're not always of, in great moods. Like I think a lot of people turn it into like a fairy tale hmm. kind of relationship. At this point in the, in the show. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, they even kind of talk about that in the in, yeah. in the yeah. panel. It's like, you guys have this perfect relationship. Yeah. And um, I think viewers of a show can sometimes fall into like, it's the only aspects of relationships it. that people really want. Yeah. Like people don't want to struggle. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's something, it's escapism. And yeah. it's like, yeah. it's one of those things that people don't want to come to grips with in, you know, in a romantic relationship. Yeah. But so. they exist. Like for sure. Any, I think they're the most important parts of yeah. relationships. I think you said on a previous episode, like, it would not feel like a realistic relationship if Jim and Pam were happy all the time and perfectly content. Like you have to have. And I agree. That's uh, the downside. I agree with Jake on, I, I think specifically for Jim in this season, I think there's a lot of, uh, I think that's what makes this season strong is specifically Jim's balancing, actually wanting to be having desires of his own. Mm -hmm. That's not Pam. Yeah. I think that's I think that's new in this season yeah. and last a little bit last season. Um because Pam's always had desires that aren't Jim hmm. on the show. Yeah. She's always been interested in painting. She's always you know she, she's been shown to have other interests besides mm-hmm. Pam. And besides Jim's, Jim. o- Jim's always been even whenever he wants to be manager or something it's so he can support Pam. Exactly. Mm-hmm. In the you family. Know? And that's awesome. Yeah. But it's cool to see both of them really pursuing like yeah individuality and then how that affects their relationship a little bit and like how how then he realizes like how to balance those things yeah so i think all of us can do that in relationships where we want to prioritize the other person but we also need to prioritize things that are important just in a practical sense too Mm. like a a job you know and then you also want to balance like am i completely ignoring everything for myself like you don't want to be selfish but you also want to like take like do things that motivate you you know what i mean like because if you're completely self-sacrificing to a point where you're doing a job that makes you miserable then you're going to end up resenting Mm. the job that you're doing for that other person you know so i think generally to sum up i think what you see in this season is the character's age yeah I think you see all of the characters age in this season. And mature mm-hmm. quite a bit. And mature more than you have in mm-hmm. other seasons. Yeah, I mean, there that was a... So that's one of the... Probably the more controversial things. Like, I don't... Yeah. May, is Brian the best way to do that? I don't know. But I enjoy yeah. that dynamic of Jim and Pam, seeing that. I think that is realism. I love Dwight's growth is huge this season. I think even the, the minor characters, like Kevin and Oscar and... Uh, Angela, who are less minor characters this season. Um, so I think a, a lot of... I, I love the way that this the season ended the show. Um, so I've always really enjoyed it as a whole. The only thing I was going to say about Brian... You know, Brian, if you have not seen the show, is the sound guy that kind of gets involved and then he's fired for getting involved. I always thought it was weird 
And if the logic of the show is we're watching the show that airs within the world, they would cut it out. I think. I think they would cut that part out of the show. If they're going to, if that documentary crew is going to fire the guy for getting involved, we would never see that. So it, it's one of those things that was pretty like, meta. Yeah. And also, it's just like, I don't think we need that to get the fact that Pam and Jim are struggling. Hmm. It seems like a other thing of like throwing in, oh, is Pam going to cheat on Jim? Like yeah. that. But that never, I think, crosses Pam's mind. Right. It's just another guy to make us think that she audience. might. Yeah. So I think that's something that's kind of hacky a little bit. And I think they could have done it with an existing character. Yeah. I think mm. that probably would have been. Better. I just think it's unnecessary. That element of like them struggling. I don't think just because a couple is struggling, there's going to be a, a third party person come in necessarily. You know what I mean? Cause you can struggle without that element to it. Yeah. Um, they were struggling over like a, a personal, like, are we going to move to Philadelphia? Are we, they don't, they didn't hate each other. You know, they're, they is what you want, what I want is yeah. what we want, what I want. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is not the same thing as like. It's, it was never on her radar. So right. what does it say about us? I guess. And we've, oh, seen, te- the, we've seen television shows. Since, I think that's what it since is. They're struggling. That means that this could happen. It's sure. like, well, not really. Yeah. Which is awesome, I think. But uh, yeah. So uh, how do we feel like they incorporated the real world, Doc? I think I just remember it's it's burned into my brain. I remember the watching the premiere. And I remember exactly where I was in my dorm room. And I was like, when they start talking to the documentary crew and the camera, like, and they, like, take their packs off, I just remember being like, Mm. dude, this is insane. Like, I was like, this season's going to be so crazy. I was Mm. like, that is so different. So it's, and it's hard to remember that that hadn't happened before. But, like, it's burned into my brain because I just remember being like, which is like so funny because it's mm. like it's a documentary like they've probably been talking to these people yeah. for eight years but I just remember what? and so I was really excited after I watched the premiere because I was like oh this is cool like you see them off camera kind of right because mm-hmm. I mean she's like ain't nothing we're boring at this point right you kind of have what you need you know and uh kind of felt like a commentary on the show itself yeah and uh uh, I thought the way that they incorporated the the crew was cool, I thought. I think the strongest way they incorporate real life is in the finale. I think, yeah. I think doing something as complicated as airing the documentary and it's still showing being in the show, mm. I think that's so difficult to picture for somebody, to for like a screenwriter. And I think they pulled that off mm. pretty well. I think... Um, you know, doing a follow-up thing with right. starting with Dwight yeah. in his car, yeah. you know, a few months later or whatever. I think that's a really smart and uh, not, it wouldn't be everyone's first inclining to write that. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. I think when you're talking about finale, like everyone has expectations for it. Yeah. And I don't think anybody expected that kind of thing. I felt like they handled it okay. I think they did some stuff well and other stuff I didn't 
because you open up a can, and just like you're saying, you open up a can of worms when you start getting meta like that. And mm-hmm. I think they didn't fully wrangle the can of worms. Like, how long is the documentary that aired? Right. Is it is it the show that we've been watching the whole time? That's yeah. Is it yeah. a movie? Like what? Uh, it it, and then it bleeds into the whole Michael thing. Is like because they started doing that, they started having questions that I wouldn't have had otherwise. You know what I mean? Like if they had just showed the the show without that meta element of it airing too, I think the finale would have been fine. I think it would have worked if you cut out the panel because the panel is always my least favorite part of the finale mm. because the the I think people... Well, the other thing about the finale, and it's a problem with the character of Andy, I hate Andy's story at the end. I think it's so lame. Like, him going on a talent show and crying and it going viral and all of this stuff, I, it's too, like, I don't know. It, it Something about it I've never enjoyed at all, and I think they've... Re- and it's been a problem with Andy the last two seasons. I just don't feel like they knew what to do with Andy, mm-hmm. like, at all. Because um, he's not Michael. He's not the same. But he was the manager. But then he's not the manager. But then he's the manager again. And then he goes off and now wants to be an actor. And there's some funny stuff in that. Yeah. But, like, a bunch of people being super big Andy Dwyer fans because of so the documentary. That was really close. Oh, sorry. Andy you didn't Bernard. watch it. It's too bad. We have to leave it in. I mean, oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Andy Bernard. Sorry. Who's that? Say Bernard. We're talking about Parks and Rec, right? That's what I was. I love the futuristic <laughs> finale. Is yeah. crazy she, when she touches everyone. I was and like, that brings on the future. Like lost. Again. I really never would have thought that that's what was going to happen. I anyway. And the thing is. <laughs> If you're going to use Michael Scott, you have to either use him more or not at all. Agreed. Um, That's I've been saying that for like seven minutes straight. Anyways, uh, I just don't feel like it's believable that a bunch of people would be big fans of Andy's. Like, I I don't know. It would, Here's my final point on it, and then I'll shut up. It reminds me of when they did the movie with Jack Black episode. Like when they're watching the movie, uh-huh. that's what it felt like. It didn't feel like it would be a thing that happened in real life. You know what I mean? Like that movie didn't feel like something that would be released as a movie and they would be watching. Andy's thing going viral doesn't strike me as something that would go viral because of the nature of those shows. People have breakdowns all the time. Like, why would that go viral? Um, but that that whole panel thing, I think, was just like a kind of a mess because of the going meta, like introducing the documentary. It just created all these things that are like, okay, what what is the documentary that they're all big fans of? Is it the same thing that we're big fans of? Why isn't Michael there if he's there the next day? All of those things. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think it's one of those things that would have been cleaner if it were three seasons earlier yeah, or two seasons earlier. Uh, just because you don't have as much... I don't know. I, I think the only answer is yes 
the doc that they're airing is because you can only go based on the little bit that you get at the bar when they actually air it right yeah. at the end of a literally the first episode right yeah yes That's so airing. i mean yeah. you can only assume and it's the exact shots so mm-hmm. you can only assume that it's you know greg daniels would probably tell you that it doesn't matter yeah, that's like, probably fair. It doesn't matter because it, it doesn't. No one. You can only suspend disbelief for so long on something like that. No one's actually going to believe that they're actually watching a show that we watch on TV. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you can't. It's too hard to yeah. search this loop. I think. Yeah. I think my point would be like because watching the show made me think of this. Like while I was watching him for the first time immediately all of those things started going around in my head. It's their fault. Something didn't quite work perfectly. And I don't expect it to be perfect. It's just, I think, a a flaw in some of the decisions that they made and a flaw in continuing past Michael. But, again, like I, I do feel like I'm razzing on it really hard. I don't mean to. It's, well, you're, it's a good You're naturally finale. upset because it's a show that you like a lot. Yeah. And you think there could have been a much, much better ending. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably where all of that... Because some of those moments are great in the... Fa- like, the moments with Michael at the wedding are great. He has a, an amazing last line for Michael Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets into that's what she said joke. And Check all the boxes. You get him reunited with Dwight and, like, all of this stuff. and um, But it also opens the question, is like, did they ever talk to Michael? I feel like they would, but they're all reacting as if they've not heard from Michael in two years, you know? Um, But knowing Michael and how much he loves those people, he would have been talking to them. So it's a problem you get into when any main character leaves a show. It's just, do you completely ignore that they ever existed or do you try and acknowledge it? Um, Yeah. And they kind of, did half. I don't I even think. think they mentioned him until like midway through season eight. When they yeah. have, and also whenever in this season when Bob Odenkirk, like yeah. Pam, yeah. goes over and she's like, "Oh my god, he's Michael." He's Michael, yeah. But anyways, I've been ranting. Even for way if it too was long. like, yeah, even if it was one of those things where it was like they acted like it was super positive that he's gone or something like that. Yeah. Where yeah. Stanley's like super pumped or yeah. something to right. go to work. I don't know. Because the there's a lot. Of, oh, I was just talking to Michael. You know, it's like, so I, I remember vaguely hearing that you, like, you couldn't reference him. I, or va- when he left. That's I, the thing is you just don't know. I remember kind of like when season eight was airing. Restrictions that, there are. So I don't know like if that, that was true, but I, I remember I don't think there would be it. any legal reason that the show couldn't reference Michael from a contract standpoint with Steve Carell. Yeah. If you're just mentioning him, nothing there, like, because they did it in season nine. You know, right. like there yeah. wouldn't be any difference between eight and nine that you wouldn't be able to reference. But generally, Michael. maybe the show got too big for itself to like. They might have set a yeah. rule An internally right. for the show. Is like we're just not going to reference time, Michael. Yeah, like the office was so big that maybe hands from NBC were too much on the script and writing and maybe in the creative room, or, or it could have been in the creative room. They were like, we don't. We want to try and differentiate ourselves post Michael. We don't want to mention him. Could be like that. That would make logical sense for writers to just be like, "We got to move forward." We know it. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. We just got any. We can't. 
use it as a crutch. Yeah. Which I don't think it would have been just mentioning him every so often. But anyways. You want to do episodes? Let's do it. Sure. Okay. Season nine. We're going to go up to the Christmas break as we always do. Episode one is New Guys. Two is Roy's Wedding. Three is Andy's Ancestry. Four is Work Bus. Five is Here Comes Treble. Six is The Boat. Seven is The Whale. Eight is The Target. Uh, Nine is Dwight Christmas. And that's The Christmas Break. So there's only nine episodes in the first half there. Work Bus is my favorite episode out of those. Okay. For sure. I think it's hilarious. I enjoy Dwight Christmas quite a bit. I know. I was thinking, but I was like, I can't pick a Christmas episode. <laughs> but for a Christmas episode, it's pretty it's good. It's great. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, that's more building on the Jim and Dwight friendship, too. Yeah, I think I would probably agree with... And Pam works so hard to make it happen, mm-hmm. you know, and then Jim just, like, pieces. Yeah. And she's, like, bummed. And then, whoa, he's back. Yep. Yeah. I would agree with Wes. I think Dwight Christmas is the best one there. I think the premiere is really good. I think New Guys yeah. is a great episode. If if you if you like Dwight Jr. and Plop, yeah, I, which I love them. I think yeah. they're so funny. I I talk to a lot of people that think they're a waste of screen space, but I think they're so funny. So yes, I I think that's great. Yeah, I think the I, I think, think the Clark's good. way funnier than Pete Plop. is. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Just because of the way. That guy they is write funnier, him. I think, too. Well, yeah, that, that's... They're pairing him with White, though, which is yeah. naturally going to be more funny. Uh, least favorite in those nine? I think it's it's probably the boat, right? I mean, it's just... It's the yeah. start of Andy's descent. Yeah. Yes. I would, I would say the boat. I would say the boat. However, yeah. isn't the boat the one where Dwight's on the radio call? Yes. That part of that episode is really funny. Yeah. But... Again, don't care about Andy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I would I would agree. I think The Boat is my okay. least favorite. Starting January 10th. Unanimous decision. The Boat is the worst episode of the first half of season nine of The Office on it's this unanimous. podcast. Yeah, it's not for you, season two. We got a two-thirds decision on the best episode. True. Two-thirds. Uh, okay, starting January 10th, episode 10 is Lice. Episode 11 is... Uh, suit Warehouse, 12 is Customer Loyalty, 13 is Junior Salesman, 14 is Vandalism, 15 is Couples Discount, 16 is Moving On, Part 1. It doesn't say Part 2 after that, but I assume that is. There's no, you just have to move on from it. Okay. Uh, 17 is The Farm, 18 is Promos, 19 is Stairmageddon. It's a good one. 20 is Paper Airplane. 21 is Live in the Dream. 22 is AARM Part 1. 23 is AARM Part 2. And the finale, Parts 1 and 2. 25 and 26, or 24 and 25. Favorites? I would say, I think I like AARM a little bit more than the finale. Hmm. I actually agree with that. I think that's... I think Dwight picking himself as the... Assistance, yeah, that stuff really is great. Gold. Yeah, it's a weird combo of like really funny and emotional. Mm-hmm. 
because the finale is pretty much just emotional. Like mm-hmm. there's some really funny parts in it, but I think those two episodes or that one two-parter. Yeah. Is AARM feels like an office episode from like yeah. early on, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. that's the one where he has the security door, right? Yeah. yeah. Like that's great. And, and that's the thing is like, I want more of Dwight being the manager. I wish they yeah, did it earlier. That. Like, because that stuff would be really good. Dwight messing with Dwight or Jim messing with Dwight as the manager would be with so Andy good. Dwyer. <laughs> with Andy Dwyer. Um, but, yeah. yeah. I would say a second, a, a close second to that is Junior Salesman. I think that one's really good. It's where Clark and Plop yeah. go under Dwight and Dwight. The, yeah, and Jim. Dwight and Jim's wing. Mm-hmm. That one's funny. I think I'd probably pick the finale. Least, well, why? I, that's why I would pick the finale for the least favorite episode because <laughs> the show ends. Oh, it's your yeah. favorite and your least favorite. Yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Unprecedented uh, stuff happening. Really. <laughs> uh, least favorite. I think lice. Yes. It's really? probably the least favorite. Yes. YouTube exclusive <laughs> content. <laughs> Lice is just not very memorable to me. Like a lot of times when I'm going through these and especially in eight and nine, the ones I don't remember, that's saying something about that episode. It didn't make an impact really. Mm. So yeah, I would say Lice. Least favorite. Least favorite for me. Um, that one's not that great. Vandalism. Yeah, I would say, live in the dream. I think that's, it's where Andy's going. Andy decides to quit his job and yeah. go. Um, he poops on David Wallace's car. Mm-hmm. And there is some Jim and Pan stuff in there, but it's not. At this point, we've seen that already. Yeah. In the season where they're like talking about their relationship. Mm -hmm. It's the meat's already been, you know, the meat of that conversation's already been had. Okay. That is it for all the episodes. So let's rank this season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Now that we have them all, this is it. This is, we have all of the, all of the nine seasons of The Office. Where would you put this one? Second to last. It's difficult for me to remember where I ranked the other ones. Um, I would say in front of season eight. Mm-hmm. And I would put it in front of... I would put this behind season one as well, I think. I think it's one of the two later Whoa. seasons that I would put behind one. Mm-hmm. So I would put it in... In front of eight and in front of gosh, it's so hard for me to remember. For me for me it would just be in front of eight. It'd be second to last. It's probably fifth or sixth on mine. Hmm. Depending on the day. What about today? Fifth or sixth. All right. <laughs> there we go. I think I would just put it in front of eight. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just put it in front of eight. So to wrap up our uh, office series on season two of this podcast is not for you. We are just going to talk about the office TV show as a whole. Uh, just hit some quick talking points because it is 
important to us, I guess, yeah. to say the least. Plus, we haven't talked about the series as a whole. Correct. Just individual seasons. Correct. First, how has The Office shaped your sense of humor? Has it? If it has, how has it? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think hugely. It's one of the most prominent sitcoms to come out when we were young. And it's definitely one of the most quoted uh, shows, I think, in our lives. Definitely your guys' life. Yeah. You guys often quote it, and I forget what the quote is from. Mm-hmm. Um, Parks and Rec, favorite yeah. Andy Dwyer quote. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just don't think there'd be that many fans of him. No, I, no one would go show up for Andy Dwyer at an office like yeah. Q&A panel. No one's a Mouse Rat fan. No. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's hard to quantify how big of an impact it had because it's so iconic and yeah. it was such a big part of what we watched growing up. Like, yeah, nine I, years, essentially, seven to nine years of yeah. television. I was trying to remember if that's what she said was, like, It was not that really, prevalent. It was not really a thing until the show. Mm-hmm. I agree. No, I think that's that's definitely true. So that alone, I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, personally, I think it's just... And that's partly why I want to revisit Community and revisit Arrested Development. And so it's like a lot of it is shed some light on the fact that like I'm sort of like a dry humor kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Like, So I think that has come through in my personality too. I, I really do. And so... I think that is a large part of it is the office and just the way that it taught, you know, high school at times, college Jake at times, post-college Jake at times, you know, uh, how the nuances of like how to interact with people when you're trying to make them laugh yeah. or like, I, I, I don't know. So, yeah. I would, to me, I don't think of humor first. I think of the character relationships first uh i mean it has shaped the humor for sure because i mean i most i quote the office more than i think of original thoughts for the most part yeah so but i would say the uh to go off your point of growing up the jim and pam stuff is was at a time when it was like that you know a relationship was what you were thinking about yeah. at that age, mm-hmm. you know? So I think the relationships probably, and especially Jim and Pam, yeah, those are the things that I remember the most of impacting. Yeah. Well, you mentioned other shows to kind of jump just stream of consciousness here to another question is a lot of shows post the office tried to be like the office. I mean, parks and rec most notably, but what does the office do right that maybe some of those other shows don't get get right right. all the time. Like I think of Parks and Rec, Brooklyn nine, nine. Um, uh, I know the good place is sort of different, but that uh, is also from one of the creators of the office. And we're watching modern family superstore. Yeah. Is super super superstore is mockumentary, right? No, it just looks like a mockumentary. Right. There's no talking heads, but it's a workplace. Yeah. Non laugh track. Yeah. realistic comedy, you know. Yeah, single where, camera. When it's Justin Spitzer, so. 
Mm-hmm. He worked for the on the office for a while too. Yeah. So so I mean, there's a bunch of them. Like we just listed a bunch of them. Yeah. But what do you think? Yeah. This I, one gets right. When I read that, the 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 first thing that jumped to my mind when I read that when you sent it over was it never ever feels like it's telling you when to laugh. And I think that's the best part of it is mm-hmm. if you, it never cared if you missed the joke or not. Yeah. I, and and I, I love that. And even in so many like cut, copy paste shows that came after it, it felt like we're going to end this scene with a punchline mm-hmm. and we're going to hang on them for two seconds after they say it because that's we a, really want you to get it. a weakness I think about in Brooklyn Nine-Nine a lot. Yes. Like yeah. I enjoy Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But it's very, like, here's the joke. Yeah. Boom. There's the joke. And I, I think that's... characters trying to be funny. Yes. Not... Funny characters. Exactly. Yeah. Michael Scott is funny because he's pathetic, because he's yeah. I think that, saying these things genuinely. I think that's what this shares a lot with a show like Arrested Development. Is Arrested Development, like you said, never cared whether you got mm-hmm. all of the jokes. Yeah. It made all of the jokes it was going to make and kept going. Yeah. You know? Um, and Someone I, like Job is is funny because of the character, not because he's saying a one liner right. joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so much of it is situational because you know the character. Yes. So like Kevin running to the bathroom because he has to convince other people that he's a runner. Yeah, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And Jim, <laughs> I don't think Jim is like naturally a funny guy. Mm-hmm. He's just. He's doing things that are funny. Yeah. He's not like... I mean, you see him in instances where the context doesn't justify him being funny, and he's not to the characters around him. Yeah. Mm. And people don't think he's funny all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people think he's kind of obnoxious occasionally. Yeah. Uh Like, Oscar doesn't like him very much. Yeah. Um, So, I think that that's a strong suit of the show is even the funny characters are the ones doing the jokes are realistic. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. I think to answer your question, uh, what's the best Jim and Dwight prank? I always think about the one it's hard. It's not really a prank, but it's him listing out all of the stuff. Like you're just hearing it. Mm -hmm. And then Jim's commenting on it. And Dwight's Dwight's face just like, you can expand it it to just Jim and Dwight seen if you need to yeah but i mean that definitely works the nickel one i would have loved to have seen Mm -hmm. the telephone one you know what would have been great is you hear all of that and then in another episode or something just as a cold open you see it yeah yeah that would have been good but i yeah that one's good i the first one that comes to my head is uh asian jim it's a pretty good one. love that one and the iris black phone call which is the one that's happening in uh junior salesman right or is that what we said the it's radio a, interview? Yeah, the radio mm-hmm. interview. Yep. It's in... One that we said, I can't remember. The boat. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's so funny. And it's like almost the entire like B plot. So it's like a lot of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Jim like runs and he's like, what are you doing? The stock price is tanking. <laughs> pushes him out and then Jim like looks at the camera and he's like... Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of it in that. That and then the, the cold open in Tallahassee where he like... Yeah, falls that out of the closet. So yeah, that Those was are really the good. three that always come to mind. I love the season two. Uh, I just finished the super fan, and there's so many more desk pranks. Yeah, like yeah. it seems like they yeah. shot like twenty, and then so 
Um, so I'm I'm enjoying watching the additional pranks. I guess yeah. I'll say that. But it's also hard to top just popping the yeah the exercise exercise ball. ball. It's a really great one. Yeah. There's layers yeah, just, to that. It's just a magical take out. too because yeah. I mean they didn't plan on yeah. it happening that way. Yeah. And yeah. Everyone's reactions real, and mm-hmm. that's that's a special one for sure. Yeah. I think. Mine's probably a tie either for faxes from the future mm. and then uh, putting his stuff in the vending machine. I think that is just... Those are good, too. Because they're just clever. I love yeah. how smart those ones are. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I like them yeah. so much. Yeah. Just uh, giving him a bag of nickels. I mean, it's just that one. Those two are just so funny to me. Oh, cool stapler. <laughs> uh, what's the one thing that makes The Office different to you? I mean, I think the documentary format is really... Yeah. If what you had to boil it down out. to one yeah. thing, yeah. Because even some of the shows kind of ripping off The Office aren't trying to do that. Right. Parks and Rec did, right. and I think it did it honestly to its detriment. I don't think Parks and Rec needed to have the documentary format. Mm. Um, yeah, because, I mean, it's like they're not showing a documentary at the end. Yeah, they're it's not, just it's jumping not, all over the place. It never like, says it's a documentary right? for... It's just shot the Parks that and Rec department. Yeah. Yeah. And Why are they getting talking heads? Why are they? Yeah. yeah. The, I think the part of Parks and Rec that doesn't make sense is the talking heads and looking at the camera and stuff like that. I think it was just holdover from the office and they didn't. Oh, for sure. They didn't really think it through. Yeah. And they were just like, we're going to do another documentary style show. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think the documentary format hmm. is really what does it. Yeah. I mean, that is the big, that's the big takeaway i think that's that's what makes the office what it is mm-hmm. for a sure. workplace comedy yep most well-developed character i think that's an interesting one yeah um what do you think i was gonna say dwight i think he had this is from season one to season yeah. nine who's got the best arc who goes through the most yeah i think i think dwight because you give the power of being a manager to Dwight from season one, and it He'd would be, be totally an different. Absolute disaster. Yeah. He would fire everybody. He would. He wouldn't have any kind of practical understanding or like calm, logical knowledge of how to manage an office. Yeah, he would just destroy it and be under an iron fist. It would be more like when he's right manager in at term. first. Yeah, when he's in term. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, I think he, especially in the last season, like built him up as a maturing character that um, you could buy, would be able to competently manage the branch. His eccentricities would still be there, just like in Michael's case. But yeah, I would say Dwight. I think that's the right answer. I think Dwight's... uh, He's... I feel like you're always kind of begrudgingly agreeing with me. No, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of something that you didn't say. <laughs> That's the thing. Um, I mean, you you get the most like emotional development with Jim or Pam. Yeah, I would say. Or maybe I think Michael. Jim's a Jim's a more developed character than Pam is. Pam, they kind of drop. I feel like yeah. midway she through. Kinda, I feel like she becomes a mom, yeah. and then they kind of stop. Doing yeah. a lot of stuff with her. Yeah. And if anything, they didn't handle well on the Jim and Pam being rocky was Pam's side of it, I think. They yeah. kind of just made her, like, sad and complaining. Uh-huh. And I feel like they could have done a lot more nuance to her side of it. Yeah. And being like, 
I'm, I want to understand, I want to try and support, but this is really hard. Like, yeah, I don't know. They could have done better with that. I think I would say it's either Dwight or Jim. I think, I think just to pick a different side, I'll say Jim. It's very close to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with Jim in season one. Like he wouldn't have been trying to get a job. He wouldn't have been trying. He wouldn't mm. in his job, current job. Right. He wouldn't have been, you know, he gets the courage to ask Pam. He gets, you know, um, he gets embarrassed when he wears a suit. He does. When the new boss comes in, yeah. like that would not have happened no. in season one. Right. You know, he wouldn't have cared. Yeah. So it's subtle. I feel yeah. like, yeah. He knows when to prank. He, he, he learns to not prank <laughs> as much anymore yeah. or try yeah. not to, um, his stuff with Ryan is interesting. He doesn't really like him, but then, uh, you know, I, I think yeah. I think Jim's right up there. Yeah. yeah, I think they could have been a little bit cleaner and like he's he's a co-manager, and then he's back to being a salesman, and then then he's assistant manager, and but then he's also le- I feel like his job description was kind of bouncing all over the place because I feel like they were trying to figure out what best to do with him job wise. It's like what makes sense for Jim to do, and they landed on it, which is. Go somewhere else. Yeah. Because that's really what makes sense for Jim to do. But I mean, like in the interim, they were trying to figure something else out and made it a little bit inconsistent, but they worked it out in the end, I feel like, very well. Yeah. Yeah, I would say out of the two that I had picked, I'd probably pick Oscar. Just because I think when I read that, you know, I I don't think Oscar was developed at all in season one, and then you get to season nine and. you have a pretty good idea yep. of who he is. Yeah. So when I read that, I, you know, mm-hmm. um, so, and I really think like some of my favorite parts of the later season are Oscar and Kevin, mm-hmm. like their friendship and how it develops. And then you see Oscar and him supporting Angela, caring too. for Angela yeah. when she's been yeah, nothing sure. but terrible to him and has every reason to quit when Michael, like, you know, calls him faggy and yeah. he gets a free vacation out of, you know, so kisses him. Yeah. There's like, <laughs> there's like a lot of stuff that, uh, along the way that, uh, is really interesting about Oscar's like total character arc. Yeah. So that was the first one that came to my head, but yeah. yeah. So the question is, who's your, f- uh, the best minor character? The best. Yeah. I think Creed, I, just love the for the buck yeah definitely i just love that the lore of creed there's so much going on that actually got cut out of the show yeah and when you watch the super fan cuts like they reference in season two that he lives in the office and that he is creed bratton from the grassroots and he also lives in canada and like all of this crazy stuff that you just got little hints about in the normal run of the show um it's just great, and the payoff at the end is pretty great too. Yeah, he's, it's like a such a great like monologue that he's giving too, and uh-huh. then it cuts to him. All right, take me away, Let's boys. Like it's so funny. Um, the best minor character. What do you got, Pate? Creed is tough to top. Um, I think Jake's gonna pick Ryan. I guess are we counting him? Yeah, I don't know. He he's in, in he's he in the main in cast or in the credits. Yeah, okay. I guess it's true. We'll talk but for a little I, bit longer. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know though. He's in there because he's also writing though. I don't think he's in there because he's supposed to be a main character. Maybe I guess. 
Yeah, but those are acting credits. Like those are not. It's just a weird. That's a weird choice. It is a weird. Inclusion. I always thought that was weird that, that he was there. I mean, yeah, really early on too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you also look in those early episodes. He is a bit more prominent than he became later, and I feel like they're not going to revoke a guy's main credit. So they maybe yeah. needed him more in the writing room. Than... Yeah. Um. But I anyway, mean... I guess let's say no. Okay. Ryan. Sorry. Um. I'll ki- I'll pick a uh. I'll pick a weird one. I really like David Wallace mm. a lot. It's a good one. I think um I don't know that he's the best. Talk mm-hmm. about character arc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I, I I think he's such a good straight man. Yeah. In the show. And he seems like such a decent person. Yeah. Yeah. And to see him go a little wacky is fun too. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't know that he's the best, but I'd pick him definitely up there in my favorites. Every time I see that actor and other things, I'm like, oh, it's David Wallace. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pick Vikram. For <laughs> 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 real. Uh, well, if you concentrate on your sales, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I think it's, if it was favorite, I would pick Stanley. Mm. Uh, it's best, I'm going to say Kevin. It's Maybe, a solid choice. I think... Uh, I don't know. I maybe I just have a thing for accounting, I guess. But Kevin, and even with the super fans, there's so much more stuff with Kevin. But yeah, he gets his heart broken, and no one ever really seems to ever care. And you know, and, barely paid attention to by yeah, the show itself. Yeah, and uh, just like yeah, he's got a band, and he's like working. Seems like he really wants to like do you know and. uh yeah. It's a bar at the end. Yeah, and he owns a nice establishment. And so, yeah, I, I think I would probably pick Kevin. There has been talk and rumors for a while about a reunion or a reboot yeah. revival thing. Even cast members of the show have talked about it. And when Steve Carell was on SNL, Jenna Fisher was in the audience. And I think someone else was. And I think Ellie. Yeah. yeah, Ellie Kemper, and they were just like, hey, it's great that you're doing this. Do the office reunion. And so there's been a lot of talk of it. The The head of NBC has said they want to do something. N- not sure what. Yeah. How do we feel about that? Should it happen? And if so, what possible format could they do that would make any sense? I think it's never worked for anyone. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be. I what, what don't about even, the X Files. Reunion, or reboot. Uh, uh, reboot, revival, reunion, kind of thing. I'm not talking about like a Friends reunion where they got all together and just talked about the show. Okay. That I think would be whatever. Like that would be fine. It's just an interview essentially with the <laughs> cast getting back together. Yeah. That's not really what I mean. I guess so. Reunion is not the right word. Revival of the show with the cast or the other thing that's been floated around is a reboot mm. where it's new cast. I think a reboot would be terrible. Yeah. I completely agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we can all just dismiss the idea of a reboot. We, I think would a reboot we care would be at awful. all? Would you care at all? I think we would all watch the first episode. I, I would watch a few episodes for sure. Um, but I, I don't think that you I don't think you can do 
for me personally, what The Office did for me, I don't think you can do that. Yeah. Again, ever. Also, it wouldn't be The Office. Right. Like, the office is these characters. You I know. think the, the the downside of what's happening now is in, downsizing. In, in terms of like the scope of societal events, there we know about everything, mm-hmm. and so the downside of it happening in two thousand five and two thousand six is like there's so much you could mine in like a mockumentary works workplace style comedy now sure. about everything. I mean, so. There's so much stuff you could do, but I don't think that it would ever reach, like, the level of this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so then what about a revival where you bring back the cast either for a one-off movie or a limited series run? Thoughts? It's all gross to me. <laughs> it, it's all gross. Just because... <sighs> Just let it be done is how I kind of feel about it. Like, things have their time and their place. People don't want things to end. Yeah. And they don't know how to handle it when something's done and has a conclusive ending. So they just want to bring it. Now, I understand things like Arrested Development where it was, like, cut short. Yeah. And it didn't really get its following until after it was done. So they brought it back. But that didn't really work. The things that I think work really well are things like the West Wing reunion that they did on Broadway. Mm. They just do an episode of the West Wing that they've already done. They shot it, but they do it on a stage play. They do it in a different medium. I never watched it. Was it good? It's amazing. Yeah? It's amazing. And it's, you know, obviously John died, so they got a different actor to play his character. But it's like, you know, if that happens, doing it in a different medium is like, I think where there's fertile ground Mm -hmm. if there is any at all so that would be really cool and that's not a reboot that's not that's new content and it's a new um you know you're seeing the characters again Mm -hmm. but that that's fascinating and fun Mm. Mm. jake would you want to see a revival of the office i don't think so I'm okay I'm with really it. Being, I'm, I'm okay with it being over. Yeah. Uh, I think it's it's part of the thing where would you watch it if they did it? Well, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I would as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I I think which it would, may be where part of the problem. I think <laughs> it would do a disservice to the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then, like I said, we we watched. So we watched X Files, but to, in our run of the show, it wasn't a revival, I guess, right? Because it was already out, and. Was it weird at times? Yes. Was it as good at times? If not better. With more updated stuff. Yeah, and and they dealt with all the stuff that... And maybe it works in X-Files because they dealt with a lot of the stuff that they created. And that's... Well, and I would say the the type of the show that X-Files is allows it to do that. Yeah, so, you know... And it allows it, like we were reading in the book, that Chris Carter might... He's considered rebooting the musical, it. like with new characters happen. and everything. I think that works. Yeah. I think that would work fine. Yeah, that's just the type of show that it is. If you cast it right, yeah, it would work. Because the X Files is more of a, uh, it's higher concept. 
It's less grounded on the yeah the specific characters, well, and it's less serialized. It's yeah. more yeah, this episode sure. than this episode. There is a mythology mm-hmm. that I guess you could say it takes seven left turns and then a mm-hmm. right turn, but it's like yeah. there is it is there, but this is all character, character development yeah. from beginning to end. The concept need, is so basic, yes, that it has to rely on the characters. Yeah, so I don't I don't think I would want it to happen i i wouldn't mind uh something like the friends thing where they got back together and I talked. eat that up yeah i mean i i, I mean, love a round table i was gonna say anything that they do now office related i eat up like yeah. when uh steve Carell did an interview about what it meant to him when Bri- he had him on brian bum yeah. garner's podca- podcast i was like I'm, yeah, i've listened I'm to some of the office ladies like, podcast too and it's really interesting so because it's what is it? What did it mean to you guys? Because I know what it meant to me. You mm-hmm. know that kind of stuff. As I love, uh, I I would love if they did another, like Office Fest in Scranton. I, yeah. I'm oh my gosh, I would be there. I, I think, would put money on something like that happening at some point. But them I think all getting back together and those are the things that I would want. It's way, to happen. I think that's what the fans would enjoy. Whether they like say they want a reboot or yeah. not, or a you know a renewal of the show. Mm-hmm. I think a round table, I think, uh, you know, an in-depth interview of seeing the cast get back together. Yeah. Because with doing a revival, the thing that you would have to do because of the nature of the show is so obvious. You would just have to do a where are they now, like, special thing. So the Friends thing was get... not a, there weren't episodes of Friends. No. It was no. just a reunion. Mm-hmm. But that's what's so great about it is it was build as like a that's what i thought it was exactly that's what's they weren't in character at all no interesting they, they, they did some script readings like just sitting around like reading an yeah, old yeah. script and stuff mm-hmm. i think that would be cool too but to um, see the office. no they they rebuilt the set for friends and then they just all got together and there was some like i think behind the scenes clips or something but they no they didn't do new that's good stuff yeah um i just don't care about friends so yeah. like and it's also different than something like Community where they, like Abed's saying six seasons in a movie. Yeah. The yeah. whole show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be fun just to have, just to the, complete it, have yeah, the movie. Just yeah. the symmetry of, you know. But uh, what, like I was saying is like you would, because logically in the show, they're scattered to the yeah. wind. So you would have to just do a where are they now, have a reason for them all to come back together. But you kind of already did that with like the panel. Right. And Dwight got married already. So what thing do you do? Michael's funeral or something? Like you would have to do something major to bring all of them together. And then it's just super contrived. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares kind of thing. Yeah. So. No, I think all of that's terrible. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I would absolutely watch them getting back together and just talking about the show. Yeah. And I think we'll probably get that at some point. Like, they're not shy about talking about the show no. and yeah. how much they loved being a part of it. Um, I think now that Steve Carell so they... was away from it for a while, he would talk about it again. The Office Season 9 is officially over on Season 2 of This Podcast Is Not For You. The finale of The Office as a series, Seasons 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9... On season two of this podcast is not for you is officially over as well. Season but two, but not this... our office watching as the super fans continue to come out. We will keep. Yeah, watching I did. The I did see a meme. It was like it's funny how everyone just asks, "Do you watch The Office?" 
and no one says, have, have you, you seen, seen The Office? It's so uh, strange, you know, because you say, oh, have you seen Westworld? Yeah. Do you watch The Office? I was, I was like, that's watching. true. That's yeah. true. That is very true. So, I asked you. Do you, you watch The I Office? The Office is listeners. always airing now on Peacock. I'm Jake. I'm Wes. I'm... <laughs> you forgot it. Gene Lollipop. Thanks for being with us, Gene. No problem. We, it's hard to introduce a, a new character on I know that it's season really, nine. And we didn't really introduce you at right. all. We just wanted them to get to know you as that's we... So. Perfectly. That's how I like it. When I talk about... Final, I, I travel around and I talk about final seasons of shows. That's my thing. We will get you when we talk about the Xbox. I also sell lollipops. We'll see you later. <laughs>